If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, two, one. What up, guys? This is Kalo from the Get Comfy Podcast, and today we are here to start a brand new episode of the Happy Campers Pod. I am joined today by the OG Happy Camper herself. Yo, what up? It's G Scores. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. We are in the holiday mix. It is now December 1st at the time of recording. So just prepare yourselves. The holidays are coming. Winter is coming. You know, all that fun (laughs) stuff. Now, you might think that it is time to buy your Christmas gifts. And you need capital. You need moolah, dinero, pesos, How much can you do like that? You can buy gifts. You can buy gifts. But how do you obtain it? How do you obtain this bread? How do you yeet this wheat? How do you Fucking gain this gluten? I don't know. I've Wait, ran out. Exactly. How do you do this? Well, you got to start somewhere. You got to start by working from the bottom of the food chain in your workplace. We've all been there. It has been horrible, mm. to say the least. I remember, and I don't know if I've told you this, but I worked at this RC car place type deal. Mm. I don't know if you know it because you're from around here. The Elmsford Raceway. It's like a little RC car track thing. It's It's like little toy cars, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, not skate it. Yeah, Yeah, right next to it. I did that once for a birthday party. I used to work there for a a year, two years. And... It was the worst possible experience of my life. <laughs> so for birthday parties, you would get like the regular stock remote, the car, you're on your way. But behind the desk, you would control how fast each track would go. And my boss would say, all right, these are younger kids. So you got to make sure it goes slow because they just don't care. They're just going to go Mach 50 into the corner and break the car. Okay, fair enough. So like we got this party. It was... I would say like eight to nine year olds. I just don't like them. I wonder if, like, when I went, if you were working. Oh no, no, no! This was like, uh, well, how old were you when you went? Like, it's got to be before, like, when I was in sixth grade. Oh no, I definitely was not working there. This happened like six years ago, ish. I don't know. Yeah, around that, maybe. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but, um. The party was like in that mid age range where we're like, okay, you can kind of go fast, but like not really. And this one kid, this one kid would always take the car. And regardless, he was on the outside lane, he would go so fast and it would fall off the track. And my job as the party host, and then look at a host I am now, <laughs> I would still a party host. Exactly. I would take the car and put it back on the track. Like that's what you're supposed to do. And like going all over, you have to manage other kids cars. You got to just keep an eye on everybody. This one kid kept doing it and doing it. I'm like, dude, I'm going to lower the speed on this whole thing. You'll go like two miles per hour. This will be <laughs> a Sunday drive, not a race. And the kid just kept doing it and annoying me. And I vowed to that day to never host parties there again. Did you quit? No, actually the whole place closed down because I, I'm going to talk about it. I don't care. Um, (laughs) The boss like was 
out of the country. Like he ran the thing from afar by ran. I mean, my manager ran the place and he just kind of mooched and said, Oh, I'm doing all this. Mm. Classic. (laughs) Classic. Of course. Um, the sun about to say the Sundays, the summers were our slow time because everyone's outside. No one's really inside doing any of this. And he would lose money staying open over the summer. And I, I pitched the idea. Look at me being a entrepreneur here. I said, why don't we close during the summer and yeah. stay open during the winter? Fair enough. He just chose not to, he didn't upgrade the place. So like everything that you had at your party when you went was probably the same equipment <laughs> i kid you not and like to this day like i have uh, they're not hanging up over there but um i have the two medals i won whenever i went for a birthday party way back in the day still using the same medals like the exact same like it, it just refused to upgrade so that was the death of it Damn. But my whole point as to like working from the bottom of the food chain up, you know, I don't want to say my job is like bougie or anything like that, but going from like the classic stereotypical like teen worker, like who hates his job to now, it didn't happen overnight. That is the Mm -hmm. big key thing for anybody (laughs) listening. You got to start somewhere. Whether it be the bottom of the bottom or just in general, you just kind of weasel your way in. You're going to start from a lower position than you are going to be in like five years or so. Not even. Hmm. But it's all about the worth work ethic. Shout out to The Rock. I'm not going to get into that. Oh, place, my God. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know I the whole version. Yeah, of course. But I want to now focus on you. How, what is your experience here working okay. from the bottom? So I've had... A lot of, not a lot of jobs. I've had, I want to say, three major jobs in which I worked, or like four, I worked from the bottom up. So the first one was when I was a ski instructor, and I um, I ended up doing it for about four years. And I started off as, like my first lesson was with like 12 kids. I had oh no God. idea really what I was doing, because I knew how to ski. I didn't know how to teach it yet, though. Mm. And you don't really, you just don't have a feel of the land yet, you know? But then I did, like, the working at the camp. I went from not knowing the procedures at all to challenge you in color wars. Exactly. When I tell you, like, seeing the evolution, like, I've been there for so long. I've seen people come and go, transition, blah, blah, blah. To see the evolution of, like, you, Kaylee, and all them from, like, the first day you got there mm-hmm. to, like, the what is essentially your, like, ultimate form of head counselor, crazy. Dude, crazy. to the point that, like, I'm upset I'm going to miss camp. <laughs> You can always come back. We're going to do the posters. <laughs> We're going to do posters. Everyone's doing posters. Oh, my God. Um, I think just, like, the worst thing about being at the bottom, though, is not having, not even, like, not having any authority, but having no one listen to you. Because, mm-hmm. like, even the job I'm doing now, I'm, like, a basically a, an assistant to a teacher. Or a teacher's assistant, not, like, a... Assistant to the assistant to the regional, to the regional manager. manager. Of course. Like, I'm not, I like basically am in a classroom and I'm helping kids while the teacher is teaching because they need, you know, like to facilitate things better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not, nothing against my coworkers. This isn't about them at all. It's just, it starts off with like, I didn't know the area. So you first got to get a feel of the different, like, where does everything go? which kids need to be talked to more, which kids have this different learning style. But it's also weird because I've done this position before, so I know what I'm doing. And then there's higher-ups who just don't listen to your point of view because either it's being stubborn or ignorant or prideful. I don't know what it is. They just don't take your job into consideration. Mm -hmm. We have a major thing happening right now where – the people in charge aren't spending enough time observing the um, the adults watching the kids. So they'll make suggestions that 
like really aren't helpful, but they want them implemented. And it's like, well, you don't, mm. you're speaking so out of turn because you have, you have no wisdom on it. You have knowledge of the situation, but because you have not applied that knowledge to the situation, you have no wisdom here and you're being detrimental. It's like when Jeff Bezos comes down from his super yacht to like the actual Amazon production plant. There's that picture of him. It's like, bro, you haven't even been in the trenches to do this stuff. Right. Have you seen the the meme from, I think it's Arrested Development, where the really rich rich woman is like, how much could a banana cost? Like $12? <laughs> They're like, so what? out of their element. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of liked what my boss did when I got into like radio and stuff. He basically took me, didn't baby me at all. He just like threw me essentially in the deep end and was like, you either are going to sink or swim. Mm. I've done this for so long. My boss said, I've done this for so long. And yes, like there are things you need to learn along the way, like when to hit the proper like PSA time, when to hit commercial, when to do a What's lead a into a um, public, public service. service Yeah, like we did a bunch for like a food bank and stuff like that. But the with that, he's kind of like, hey, you're going to just learn by muscle memory. You're not going to do this whole like I'm not going to sit here and be over your shoulder. And that's what helped me the most was kind of just being trusted to do enough like on my first day. And of course I screwed up. Like I, I still do it now, like on these Mm -hmm. podcasts, thank God for editing. But (laughs) the, the whole idea of it is, you know, he was there, he was in my position whenever he first started and his thought was, all right, this is how I learned. I grant you people are different how they learn, but doing this, cutting off the chain right away will help him for mm-hmm. the extended amount of time. And you can do things of like, like my school has a buddy system. So anyone new has mm. to have a buddy with a like veteran and mm. you can ask them questions and they're supposed to check in with you for meetings, which is helpful. Like, Oh yeah. I would so prefer that than have someone over my shoulder all the time. Cause it's better. Like what you just said of having someone there. Like, with you in the trenches so, like, they know what's going on as well. Like, different set of eyes. Like, this is why every time we do, like, production meetings for, like, the podcast or the radio show, we have all these different people. We have sound. We have regular production. We have researchers. That is why everything comes together because everyone has their, quote-unquote, specialty. Mm -hmm. And then you get into it more as far as, like, hey, like, this is how I like the tone of the show to be. Like, that's where I come in saying, like, this is how the tone should go. This is what the topic should be. You know, it's all about knowing your audience, knowing your work environment, essentially. And that's what's big. But people often, and I know for a fact, at least people that have come up to me to say, like, hey, I want to do a podcast. I want to do this. Like, we've had this conversation, but like, we're already mm-hmm. in in the podcast network. But people come up and say, like, oh, like, how'd you get X amount of viewers in this amount of time? Like, It's about drive and it's about power. (laughs) We do stay hungry and we We do do devour. devour. We do, of course. But, like, that's as far as, like, starting from the bottom. There was, I would say, at least a three, four year span where there was, like, four people listening. No one can care less about what I was putting out into the world and they don't like they I'm like as if everybody doesn't understand but like there's a lot of people who have the vision of grandeur and like that's great to have like that Mm -hmm. is the goal but to start to get into it and this can be not just in podcasting but in like your school environment anywhere well I feel like a big one that it, it probably a lot of people can um relate to is like working out and seeing body yeah. change like you expect like you do four setups and you're like all right where's that six pack like, where's yeah, my abs at least two months to see progress mm-hmm. like it's that sort of thing you have to continually you have to be so persistent and careful and really have to be determined if this is something that you want to put in all your effort and time 
Exactly. And I feel like that's where like we're going to get into like New Year's resolutions. But I always like and especially now that I'm back at the gym, I like seeing the people that come in that like first week of January. Yeah. And then they just burn out, fade out. And I'm like, that's a prime example of you have to know that like what you just said, doing five sit ups is not going to develop a Jason Momoa esque body. <laughs> like, why'd I pull him? I don't know, but it works. Yeah, he's true. King. He's Game of Thrones. Who's on your mind? Exactly. See, got it. But, like, it's not going to happen overnight. It won't. You just got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Everything is consistent. But let's say you got into your job and I don't know. Is there like a time in which you kind of say like, all right, this isn't for me or like, like what is, what would be your like time frame for this? Like you're at the bottom and you just say, all right, I have had enough. I can't do this. Like what would be your time range? I've probably two things that it could be. It's one, once you've, you have to spend a couple of months, I think, because you don't know if something is a pattern or just sporadically happening. Like, um, forget the proper term for it, like reliability versus um, shit. I should know this because this is a big psych thing. Something about stats, about something happening when it's supposed to. So you have to be there for a couple months, but either you realize that no one's taking your word into consideration. Like say you, you, you're like, Hey, I really think that we need to be, maybe advertising because we mm-hmm. I want to hit this demographic and you're persistently saying look I have the data to show that this is what's going to work and people will just like push your thought aside or don't even care to try it mm-hmm. after a couple months I'd give out on on that like there's a point where you have to know and like trust that your voice matters and mm-hmm. if this isn't good it could be the right job but not the right place you have to find a place where you are going to like the people you work with because essentially you're going to end up adapting to them and being like that person. Mm-hmm. So if you already feel that this isn't a good fit, not only are you mentally going to suffer, you're like you're you're just going to go into a dead end and start becoming those people that you once hated or disliked. For people who need a simple reference, might I direct your attention to Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars? Didn't have a good workspace as a Jedi, and just said, "You murdered know what? Twelve kids. Yeah, and That's he's what like, will happen if you don't leave your job? Exactly. You're gonna get a red lightsaber. That is what I'm trying to hint at. Maybe a breathing suit too, but that's like an extreme case. Yeah, you know? it only happens like every once in a while, but it could. The chances yeah. aren't in like. It could happen. Yeah. You know, there's always a bigger fish, as Qui-Gon Jinn once said. But <laughs> but the for me, like, knowing a prime example, I went to automotive school before I went to college. Got certified in every category, like oil changes, suspension, brakes, everything. I went through the school. I went through the training. I did everything. Graduated. And I was like... All right, I do not particularly care for this, but I spent the time, got the certifications, got the degree and was like, okay, maybe not like this isn't what I see myself doing. And I told the story about how I found radio, but like the different dynamics. And that was like two years in high school. I spent doing this automotive it takes stuff. losses to make wins. Mm-hmm. You 100% don't know if this thing that you, even like if you like went fully to college and you spent the whole time focusing on automotive, it's important to lose so that you know what your skill set is best at and where mm-hmm. you should belong. And it's not like, and I want to stress this if you take time to do like anything and like you just say, yeah, it's not for me. I wouldn't view it as a total loss as far as like, you know, I just wasted however many months, years of my life doing this. You learned valuable lessons Mm -hmm. and or experiences or knowledge or anything like that. You still have it in your bank. And 
I can't tell you the amount of times where it's like, oh, what's wrong with my car? Oh, I think it's this. And they go take it to the garage. Oh, that's what it turned out to be. It's like, I know this stuff. Like, it's cool. Like, I have knowledge. I can do whatever. Something you think, like, even if it's like being an accountant to going to being a doctor, there are Mm -hmm. certain practices you had to learn of even just patience. It's like there's some mind numbing work and learning how to be patient is something that can definitely translate into other fields. Mm-hmm. If you don't know all the different good experiences that can come from bad ones. Exactly. And you might say, like, we spent copious amounts of time talking about working and just figuring out what you want to do. And now that you have your job, you've settled in and, you know, you've bought your gifts for your significant others or anybody for that case. Now it's time to travel to the place where you exchange these gifts and how you get to this place. I don't know, house, cabin, hotel. They got planes, they got trains, but they do have cars. Shout out to Hey There, Delilah. A thousand miles seems pretty far. But there is a way to act, much like there's a way to act in your workspace. There is a way to act in the car. I want to ask you for your key roadmap, no pun intended, about car seating. Who Who is the identity of the first person in the car, like your passenger? And then in the back, what, what are we doing? Who's DJ? Who's snack person? Who's mm-hmm. So if navigator? we're doing like a road trip? Yeah. I'd say, and people I think disagree. They usually say that shotgun gets control of the music. I say driver has to give up that privilege first because mm. driver's putting in a lot of work. Like either shotgun's got to have a fire thing ready to go for everyone or like, I don't know. I, I, as the driver would like to be in charge of music. Well, Backseat's yeah. always snack person. That doesn't. Yeah. I feel like the front seat should be a better navigator because technically you're seeing all the signs and everything. I know my family went up to Boston for a wedding and I was put in the front seat and I was like 14 at the time. So like barely knew anything about what was going on. So, and needless to say, we woke up at like three, four in the morning to get there on time. So like I was delirious. I was just not about being up at that time. Yeah. And they were like, all right, you're going to have to take us from here to Boston. I have not been outside. Well, you on printed that. like maps out or you literally were just like reading signs? No, it was off like GPS. So okay. like oh. I would like have the to old like, GPSs that. Yeah. That would suction cup to the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a time where like I was saying, and I was fairly confident about my directional skills. I was like, all right, you need to make a right at this exit or whatever. And there was like an exit here and another exit just barely in front. So like it split off. So my uncle who was driving thought whenever the thing makes the beep, that's when he's supposed to turn. Bro! (laughs) He heard beep and just, (laughs) I was like, no, 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 no. Please don't. Please don't. So road tripping the first person in the car not the driver the passenger has to be the navigation mm-hmm. has to be or like well thank now God I have it, like on my screen in the car yeah but Apple even car still park. like they should be just have like half a mind paying attention to it yeah because like, like in jersey like it's fucking mm-hmm. confusing Mm-hmm. Because there's like all these different roads, which way to go. Also, too, like there's an alternate route or whatever. Mm. Just need cop like this. No, yeah. Shotguns on cop alert. Because you oh, know yeah. I'm not looking for a cop. I would tell you. Do you use Waze? No, I don't like it. But they do have it, right? Yeah, they do. But like, also, too, you're kind of depending on other people to be like, hey, there was a cop there and mark it, mm-hmm. which is like a whole. I feel thing. like it's it's either that the cop had already left. Or it's accurate. Like, I haven't found it to be a nuisance, you know? Yeah. The big thing is, um, I know, for the most part, Waze has been okay with that. Like, I've seen, like, cops sitting, and there would be an alert. Um, The other big thing is, like, red light cameras or... Ooh, that's helpful. 
sure. so it does it does help grant you i have and i think i've said this at some point but i'm a big fan of the video game franchise halo so he there's a thing on ways that changes your car yeah, into, yeah, the, yeah. into the vehicle from halo and the guy who's the main character like voices your navigation so he's like enemies ahead aka a cop like just be prepared it might be an ambush so like it just adds a little flavor to my ride every now and then yeah, little razzle dazzle exactly and there's one for like paw patrol which i was like Mm. who are we entertaining here exactly i'm like who first of all what five-year-old is going to be using a navigation system yeah but you know regardless i do think though and i've noticed with um when i was on the bus with the teens a lot the music is very important yeah it's the whole vibe of the car it is and like where i get selfish as far as like i you know i like country music I don't think the proper time to like put on like your playlist versus a broad appeal playlist in the car. True. Yeah. Not the time. That's like a bonfire. I think bonfire with like close group of friends. You can be a little bit more intimate with it. Exactly. Like I have separate, uh, like I have car jams. I have throwbacks. Like I have those set playlists, like just out of whatever, Mm. but music I feel it should be the driver's choice, but it should also be like a broad spectrum. Like mm-hmm. throw in some of your favorite songs, but then you gotta know. have sing-alongs. If it's a yeah. road trip, there's gotta be, gotta be, sing- and you have to know your audience. Like for my family, the sing-alongs are a mix of like Broadway stuff mm-hmm. and like early two thousands music. Mm-hmm. You gotta know what it is. Like I wouldn't put that on necessarily if you and I are in the car. Which, by the way, I listened to. I finally got to listen to your music, dude. Fire! I That's, loved it. I appreciate it. I've been having. I've what I've done. You sent me the link to your playlist. It was like the existential crisis one, I think, <laughs> and something else. I've been doing those a lot whenever I go to like the Sunday bank. mornings. Maybe was it Sunday mornings? Sunday mornings is more of a classic rock vibe. I believe it was. I have car concert, shower concert. And I probably didn't send you Little Mix bops. No, no. It was Sunday mornings. Okay. Yeah, that's a little Sunday bit more of like a, a classic rock or like a smooth rock feel. Yeah, here it is. Sunday mornings. I got it okay. right there. But um, that brings me also to like a side note here. Did you look at, because everyone's posting it. I posted it too. Your Spotify like. Wrapped? Yeah. I haven't gone, like, I've gone on Spotify to like listen to music in the morning. I haven't had the time yet to do it. I usually do it later in December, though. It's a little soon yeah. to wrap, no? It is. It is. But, like, I kind of I, – I took a peek. And the what is interesting to me is the amount of music that people consume, like, outside of what I did. Mm. I believe mine was, like, 15,000 hours of music or I kind of want to – can I check now? You mind? Yeah, go right ahead. 13,143 hours of – or minutes, my, not hours. Jeez. Hours. Yeah, minutes. Um, but, like, I've seen people do, like, 100,000 minutes or something. Yeah. Like, to me, because we're talking about music in the car and stuff, when do people have time to listen to this much music? Like Dude, car concerts? Road trips? Yeah. I, I feel like the car is, like, the most... That is the place, but... Also, too, we were talking about like when we were doing our song exchange here, um, just throwing it on the background whenever you're doing something. That is pretty key. But we also talked about the the when to stop during a road trip. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to your 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 Spotify thing. But what is what is your deal? Like, what do you do? We make a stop or are we just straight gunning? Wait, one sec. Sorry. How many minutes did you say you had? Like 13. I hit 27,000. Oh, geez. And like, I think I listen to a lot of music because like I'm in the gym. I listen to Spotify strictly there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how. I had. Oh, no. My one song I had to repeat the most was Lights by Journey. I played it 48 times, which isn't too much. I do love singing that song, though. It's a good song to sing. There's also a stat that tells you, like, 
where you lie as far as like fan listening yeah. or something like 0.1 percent like i was like two percent for luke combs like that was my i like, had a I was... very classic rock year you want to, you want to tell me yours your top five listen to um all right so for me of course i'm gonna so my oh here here's something you would appreciate um it did if like 2021 was a movie and the soundtrack I got for my opening credits theme, and this is the most badass thing I've ever seen. Loud and heavy, Cody Jinks. Dude, I love that song. Would be my opening theme to oh, the movie. Um, really? And then, and then, like the big, like romantic, like moment. I guess, like you get the girl. Only want to be with you, Post Malone, the one I was talking about. That would be. Is that the Pokemon one. Yeah. Okay. Which I was, which I was like, okay. Yeah. So I listened to it like a couple hours ago. And I liked it. It's just, I, first of all, I was listening to it and I didn't, it was like a whole cue, so I didn't realize it had switched. It went from really heavy country and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure why it's Post Malone. Well, that's, that's the thing. So for, and also too, maybe you're the music person because you like, you know, all that stuff. Contemporary country. What the heck does that mean? You don't know either. The slightest of clues. See, like this is the problem. Like I got for like all my music genres, I got like Texas, dirt road country, and like contemporary country. I'm like, is there a difference? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Also, too, I'll make a man out of you. Made number two for my top songs. The the cover. Yeah. Mm. I had my podcast, the One Tree Hill podcast, made my top. Yes, not the get comfy. I'm just kidding. It's two. It's number two. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I'll, oh, I, there's to be the fair, proof. One Tree Hill has made more, and that's why I've listened to more. I'm literally we haven't made grind, it yet. I'm gonna grind out as many podcasts as humanly <laughs> possible now. I've listened to 1,143 different artists this year. Jeez. And I was the top 0.5 percent. Oh, that's not that much actually. <laughs> <laughs> Eighteen hundred minutes listening to Little Mix. Hey, once you got a fire playlist, you can't like you can't no. get off of it. They're my, they have a whole place like to them. They're fire. Well, that yeah, that's that's the big thing. Also, too, I like to point out like it made that like twenty twenty one like most songs listened to playlist. It's all over the place. Like what you just said about like oh this is like heavy country and then it's like Post Malone. But it's nice to also see everyone when they post it. It's like to see everyone's it. taste, to see everyone's taste, to see like where they're at, like what they listen to. Yes. Uh, it's perfect. But also, too, I like to point out we did it first. OK, we did this. This whole thing was done on the last Happy Campers pod. And boom, now it's on Spotify. Grant you it's the same time it normally happens. What do you mean? But we did it for because remember we talked about like our music taste and like all oh, this stuff. Oh, oh, oh. So as per usual, we do it first and then it happens. Dude, Grant you just you. said that too. Like you mm-hmm. literally said, um there's a habit of us or like more so you doing it. It's whoever talks on this podcast. It is literally a curse. I don't know what I did to deserve it but hey you know we're trendy that's all it means that's all it means so who did you get for your top artists okay hold on hold on okay i'm looking at the I'll song you playing as your face off against your rival dance crew <laughs> i had oh. my movie intro was bang by a um ajr which is okay. a great intro yours is like a uh uh smokier vibe but i do I, like my power song okay all, let's see is it the rocks song it is, is the rocks song oh my gosh my top top song or top artist top artist okay so i have little mix delta mm. ray ariana grande the beatles and billy joel Ooh. very i it went from um what it is it was like pop rock to um, indie pop to, oh, I don't know, it kept changing it, but <laughs> pop, rock, pop and rock, dance pop, hey. indie pop, yeah. So, 
I like, remember I said I went through a phase, like, during the first, like, half of quarantine where, like, I wanted to be a Viking? Mm-hmm. One of the songs that, like, I listened to, like, that is essentially a Viking song, made number five on my top songs. Dude, so, is it the Hoist the Cannons one, or is that? No, it's another song. It's, uh, it's, it's called Song of the Vikings, but it's, like, My Mother Told Me Something. I don't know. It's okay. some weird stuff. But my top artist course luke combs followed by midland that's another good country band number three which is hilarious to me the wwe i don't know why but they just they're just in there i mean sure so wwe and then number four post malone and then number five tyler childers which i'm very proud of i don't know three of those people fair enough but i'm still i'm surprised about the wwe i don't know what that was the intro song i don't get it it prop you know what it seems fair because there's like three or four songs on my workout playlist that are wwe introduction songs are they like pump up is that what you have they are they are they can definitely get the blood going but also yeah i mean i was just surprised they made number three just there's so many like expecting number two no like i obviously obviously. no like this year specifically i pride myself on like expanding like who i listen to what i listen to and just to have wwe at number three it's like it could have been number five i would have liked that better but Mm -hmm. anywho when you're big tangent yeah i'm curious Back to being yeah. on point um, in driving. Do you do you think you're going to get one of those cars that have the um, TVs in the back? Because literally nothing is better than coming up behind or next to a car that has TV and trying to figure out what they're watching. So I remember back in the day, um, my friends and I went to a water park. Where this water park was, I don't know. I just remember it was a water park that was very far away from where I lived. <laughs> they had uh, those TVs in the back of the headrest, and we watched the Santa Claus. I want to say, what was the one where, like, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, was that number two? I don't know. But it was the one with, like, they all come, like, have a meeting of the holiday people. Anyway... They had this, the TVs or whatever. And I at the time, I was like, this is revolutionary. This will change lives, a.k.a. the people sitting in the back. But I feel as if if you have the TVs in the back, you're kind of like defeating the purpose of having the music on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's too, mu- too much. It's not for you, though. I know, but I'm selfish. <laughs> It's my car and I need it now. Are you but, talking about the Santa Claus? Yeah, like Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Okay. I, I don't think it's the second one then. Because the second one's when we get... Didn't we talk about this last time? We did talk about something with the Santa Claus. I'm going to say maybe the, probably number three. the second one is when... That was the fake Santa Claus. The plastic the, one. We did this last time. The, the first did. one is when he becomes Santa. The second is yeah. when he gets a wife. Yes. The third is... He has a kid. He has a kid, and it's Jack It's uh, Jack Frost. Really? Martin Short. That's not his kid. No, I'm saying Jack Frost. Oh, okay. Mar- Martin Short <laughs> is the antagonist of that movie. At least that's what I recall. Yeah. But back to this whole TV on the back of the headrest thing. I would invest in one. Because I feel as if, or just hatched a brilliant plan, I will get more of a progressive parent vibe if I put iPads on the back of the seats. Oh, there are those like little things. Yeah, little yeah. cubby thing. Just throw the iPad in there. Plus, Boom. the car can be more luxurious. Like, I feel like mostly minivans are the ones that have those um, kind of things. And that's just not the car that I want mm. ever. Although it's pretty dope. It has, like, extra um, storage hmm. underneath the seat. Like, literally, you open a compartment and you put stuff in the floor of the car. The one thing, speaking of that, and then we'll get back onto this uh, TV business. 
the one thing that blew my mind was the Honda CRV has a fold out table in its trunk. There's like a little panel. Don't. Yeah, there's like a little pa- panel like where your trunk is, and if you lift it up, it has legs, and you can make a table. So I just it blew my mind, but so. I feel that feature is only necessary if you have little kids. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, if you're going around with your buddies, I don't think they're going to be looking at a movie or something. Grant you, it's a nice feature. Very very high end. You better be in the front seat or vibing with me. Exactly. Especially if you're older. Yeah. But this also raises the question. A Tesla has that giant screen. Yeah. And you can have you can Netflix watch movies. On. But I don't know if you can watch the movies while you're driving. No. I would think not. Even if it's going not. four people in the back seat. Yeah. Fair enough. You can also play video games on that thing, which is Yeah, like when you're charging. Insane. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I don't know. The movies thing, I feel it's for parents with younger kids. Because mm-hmm. that's how you get them to just See, we played on Game Boys. Yeah. That was our or, thing. Simon. Oh, did you ever do the thing whenever you're like you're looking at the side, like you're driving fast? Yeah, yeah, the little I finger guy. The shit with the guy skateboarding? <laughs> I do skis though. My guy's a skier. My guy is like a little runner. He's Naruto oh, running. Shit, did all of us do that? Yeah, we like, all just knew. But like what? <laughs> that's it. That's why like I don't get it. How We're all just connected. Fucking have this one thing that we all do and no one's ever said it out loud no No. one's literally been like no one's talks about it Mm -hmm. it's just evolutionary we just have it (laughs) what the shit we we have a species evolved to just do this on the side of the road we just all unconsciously have this memory that's insane but i have a a story about when to stop like when to pull off and let people use the bathroom and stuff. Oh, anytime I have to pee. Pretty much. But the story goes, we, I went to sleep. Like we hit the tab and Z. I was out. I just know that was my reference point. Dude, I was, that's like what? 20 minutes. I was done. I was cooked. You can't hang. Was, I know it's age, but, but I was like 15 at the time, but I, I just knew I knocked out at the tab and Z. And then I wake up and my mom's like, all right, we need to stop because someone needs to use the bathroom. And I like, I kind of know where I am because like I've done this road before. I went up to Lake George. Okay. And I'm like, I look around and like I recognize the rest stops because like they're, they're all spaced out. Is like it like this- um, one of those like a giant parking lot one place? It's like the ones that have like a whole food court and all that stuff. Yeah. So I I look and I'm like, this one looks like the one that's like maybe two exits from Lake George. Why are we stopping here? And like, we move as a convoy. There was like three cars. So like, it wasn't even my car that needed to stop. It was another car back. That would that still like that's what grinds my gears about stopping for people when we're just that close and i'm not mm-hmm. even i'm not trying to be like exaggerating here like when we're two exits away from our destination and you're like no you gotta lock it up i, I need to st- no yeah exactly we need to shut it down use a bottle do whatever you need to to get through this but it's easier right for some people to use a bottle okay? exactly i was about to say some people may be easier some people may be difficult but the fact that we are so close to our destination, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, per- if I was driving, I would have been like, all right, I'll see you there. Yeah. Would you do the same thing? Like, what do we, Dude, what do we think? I, I, so I always have to pee. Like, I don't know if you saw me over the summer, never with my kids because I was in the bathroom. Um, That's like the only time I seen you is when you're just by yourself <laughs> going back and forth. Even at work, like, this is like 25 ounces. I drink like two of these a day at work. Um, and, and depending on like how early in the morning I go to the bathroom and break the seal, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't get work done. I just always am peeing. But if I'm in the car, I don't want to be that person. I even had one time, like I, I went to the bathroom and I peed and I got in the car and had to pee again. And I was like, no, we're in the car. You're holding it for two hours at least. 
And you now have a long drive from where you are now to like here. Yeah, this is a five hour. And you don't stop. You I just... do a one stop usually. Okay. Mostly like last time it's because I went from a further point. Like I was staying over somewhere. So it ended up being a longer drive and I needed gas. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, I like to like stretch my legs a little. So I'll do like a little quick. I literally I'll go in. I'll pee. I'll get back in the car. Grab more water if I need. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, even we would go skiing every weekend from the day after Christmas until March every weekend and like holiday break. It's a two and a half hour drive, obviously mm. like there and back. And I always had to pee and it was just, you ha- I had to hold it. And I understand that mentality a hundred percent. And you know, I might as well contradict myself here on the podcast because why not? Um, Recently, I went to my upstate house and there's the way, you know, you're like 15 minutes away is there's this giant bridge that you got to cross to get over and you just shoot up right to the house. And there's this little grocery store like that's the final like thing between the house and where you're at. And this is whenever I decided like recently I decided I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day and I left at. I want to say three thirty, four o'clock, okay. and by na- by that time, I'm normally like pretty much done with my gallon. And I the whole like morning, I was like, you know, I shouldn't really be drinking this because like I know I'm gonna have to stop like mm-hmm. for the road trip up, and like I don't want to stop because it's only like an hour and change ride up there. So like, why why stop? Yeah, really. I, so I was like, I gotta make the ultimate sacrifice. And pull over and go to this grocery store and use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was so close to my destination. I was defeated as I walked out because I was like, I went against everything. I oh literally, God. yeah, exactly. And, but I you didn't know, have that's any. That's once in a blue moon. You know, you're yeah. not making that the standard. And, th- and especially when you have other people in the car and you're inconveniencing them, or you have a whole car like line of cars lined up. Yeah, and like my train of thought too there and. I'm not trying to justify it. I stand, I, I will die on this hill. But I was like, all right, I'm just going. Like, there's no activity. There isn't any sort of like not reservation. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to stop, you know, look around and then just go on my merry way. And an important thing, too, I think to note is there was somewhere for you to go. Yeah. Like, the worst is when it's like an interstate or highway that doesn't, you have to like get off the highway and make a journey to find a bathroom mm-hmm. or find like, a restaurant or fast food place. That is when you really have to hold it. If there's like one of those things on the side of the road, like the place you were talking about before, go for it. Sure. Yeah. It's whenever you go out of your way and it just kind of like messes everything up. It just doesn't make it a pleasant time. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. Like road trips are always fun. I also like the sentiment of going to different states and seeing how like their roads are compared to like New York. <laughs> Cause like I went to Pennsylvania and at least where I went, like Lancaster, like Lancaster, I think that's what they called. I don't know. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 So seeing like all the corn fields and everything out there compared to like New York here, just seeing all this stuff. It's a pretty crazy place. Also too, it was the first road trip I took with the Jeep. Like that was like my first month of owning it. Okay. I let my mom drive and I was like, all right, you can take it. Like I'll sit in the back seat. So the highway had a, a light in the middle of it. I don't know why, but it did. It was just weird. And we're at, we're going to make a left. We're going to cut over. Yeah, okay. pretty much. So we had to cut over a lane to make the left to like, on the road we were going but there's still a lane for the highway and there was a green light to go forward and there wasn't a light to make the left it was kind of like make the left at your own discretion yeah so my mom turns left and i'm like mom there's cars coming point of turn when no when she heard that much like the beep to make the right she stopped and there are cars coming straight to the point it was like almost a T-bone situation. And it was my first weekend, like my first month of owning that car. I never yelled, move this damn car. <laughs> so I, yeah. And you know what's yeah. funny though? Moms will always like, she drove your car. Yeah. Every time I'm in the car with my mom, she's like, I'm, I'm going to be the one driving. 
It's yeah. like, Nancy, my car. <laughs> I, for, for what it was worth, I was I drove all the way to the destination. I was just like, I'm overdriving. But then that that little thing right there put me back in the mood to drive so we don't die. You know? Yeah. Fair balance. But you have something. Yeah, because I want to ask, because we've talked about being in the car. Now, like, driving with other cars on the road. I have a lot of, like, my whole commute is a two-way, not a two-way, like a two-lane. Mm-hmm. So what is your thoughts on, like, the left versus right lane? Are you talking as far as, like, speed-wise? Yeah. Left is to go fast, right, you slow. Teach the Vermonters. <laughs> Teach them, Kevin. Is it I reverse, or what is it? What? Is it reverse or they just don't just so do anything? Slow. No, it's no. like both lanes are the slow lane, and I'm the asshole from New York weaving through everybody. I was just about to say your New Yorker is coming out at that point because oh, Vermont—they're probably taking it nice and easy. They're just like chill vibes. Well, let me. Ask, I got two more situations for you. When you make a turn, what do you do? Like, like say, like you're in the right lane, you're going to make a right. Yeah. Do you come to a complete stop or you turn at like 10 miles an hour or top or higher? I like creep out. I do a little creeping and then I stop a little bit. Like not, not if you're turning onto the main road. You're turning off. You're on the main road. You're turning onto like a random street. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop and like turn. <gasps> you don't stop when you turn. You like, it's, it's not a hard 90 degree. It's, it's a curved turn. People oh. come to full complete stops oh. and then I turn. I thought you were talking about like, you know, just there's like, let's say the, it's like, I'm, this is top down view for you. Audio listeners kind of sucks, <laughs> but like, this is where you're coming from. You got to turn onto this road. I'll like stop, look, and then just bop like that. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about a road that's kind of like whoosh like that. Even no, even if it's like a hard 90 degree turn yeah you don't need to stop completely you you don't need to like you shouldn't you're you know like when you did your driver's test and you yeah. waited for like the kickback on the car for you to start again you don't need that anymore you're not trying to impress anyone move the car <laughs> move the car just constantly be in motion that's pretty much the uh the sentiment here and yeah. you had one more scenario um oh making left turns and you have to go through someone else's lane obviously do you, like, say you're at a, a traffic light, okay? It's a four-way. Um, there's some, you're making a left. Do you stay okay. right where you were when the light turned green, or do you come out into the middle of the intersection? No, you don't go out in the middle, because that's just causing a bunch of panic. <laughs> what? What? Did I fail? You go out into the middle of the intersection so that everyone who's driving behind you can go around you and keep going. So you're making the proverbial block. No. No, because, okay. No. I don't know what's going on. Would I need to draw you a picture? Yeah, honestly, you might need to. Okay, give me a second. Because what I'm personally picturing right now is you yeeting yourself into the middle of this intersection and being like, all right, everybody, let's go. Let's go around. Because, I don't know, I, I don't care about other people on the road as much to be like that. Okay, so. <laughs> we need a whiteboard. <laughs> she clicked the pen. I feel like I'm failing my driver's test all over again. Also, okay. I have a funny story about that. Okay, so here is your car. Hold it a little higher. <laughs> here is your car. That's You're me, going, okay. Is this a left for you? Sure. No, it's a right. Okay. So you are going <laughs> this way. Yes. Okay. 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 If you have like cars here behind you, behind you, yes. you should come out to the center of the intersection so that all of these cars can go around you and can keep driving because all oh. of are also going straight. I understand. They'll now. literally I thought- wait behind the light like where the white line is on the floor and no one moves i got you now i thought see i thought you were setting the block for people to make the turn and like kind of like whenever you hold the door open for people behind you and like you are the last one to go in not the first person 
that's what I thought you were describing. And I was like, first of all, why would you do that in the middle of an intersection? But that makes more sense. Okay, so you're like, okay. you're getting out of the way for people to go straight. Yes. They, yeah. Ah. Instead of like, I'll literally have times where the entire light is just one dude trying to make a left. And I'm like, if you come out to the center of the intersection, first of all, when the light turns yellow or red, that means you can go. So you still get to go. But now everyone else gets to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I just need pictures sometimes, you know? Pictures do help. <laughs> they do. We all learn in different ways. Exactly. Grant you, that's a first. I don't know. I, I hope the listeners will be able to understand. <laughs> Imagine they're just like, this week, and they're like, I don't know what they were going for. I'm going to draw a picture in the description <laughs> with like the little dashes and plus signs or something. But Be a good sound bite. <laughs> Exactly. But now here comes another question. I don't have paper to draw this. Kevin. So of course I'm not prepared. You should know this. But let's say you're at the light and grant you this has turned into a driver. Oh, no, 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 no. Forget that. Forget that. I want to tell my driver's license story here. I had the one person in the county who is known for failing people. Failing you? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So to set the mood for how my driver's test would go. The first time I went, I didn't know on the back of my license, it had that little letter that said, I need to wear glasses while I drive, even though I can see everything. So they were like, you can't take it. You don't have your glasses. I was like, cool. Showed up here now. Can't take it. You probably had to wait in line, right? Like it's not a hard. Very long time. time, right? Grant you, it was in Yonkers. So like, I didn't want to take my test there to begin with. So I think mine was no. I took mine in New Yorktown. Yonkers or Yorktown? I took mine in New Rochelle, which is equally as bad. But so she got into the car and everything fogged up. It's almost as if she like planted something in the car to like be like, all right, let's see how he adapts. Foggy windows all around. So she got in the car, windows fogged up. I was like, all right, great. Defoggers, turned them on, whatever. Defoggers. Yes. (laughs) Is that what they're called? Sure. Sure. They D something. I don't know, but it worked. So we're going and there is an instance, kind of like what you described here, making the left. There was a green light for me to go forward. And the other person had a green light. Me not thinking about rules of the road, me just thinking about being courteous. I let the person going forward, coming at me, go straight across. Then I made the left. Yeah. She nitpicked so much. She was like, why did you let that person go? You should have just went. And I was like, is this a trap? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought in my head, I was like, is this a trap? Are you trying to get me to like, but yeah, failing Gale, just, I did parallel park very well. There you go. That was the main thing I was worried about. Some people driver's test, they don't need to do that. I think in upstate New York, you have to pull into like a spot as if you're going in the grocery store, like pull into a spot. But that makes more sense up there. Yeah, like you like, don't need to know how to parallel park. Grant you, funny. If, you, if you ask me now, like I can, I can do it, but like I'm not. I, I'm more. All right, this is how I gauge your personality. Are you? But I also know how you park because I see you every day. Do you back into a spot or pull straight in? I back in. Back in's the way to go. You ain't living right if you're just going straight in. You know, it's if it's if it's on. The right side, I usually back in, and the left side, I normally pull in. Mm. But I mostly park on the right side. Like, at this school, I can only park on the right side. There is no left side parking. But, like, when I worked at Poco, anytime I was on the left side, I typically just pulled in. I only do this because when I went to WCC and I sat in my car between classes... The amount of car accidents I would see because people would just zoom up and down the uh, the parking lots and the amount of accidents I seen, I was like, I am not going to be one of those people. I'm mm-hmm. not going to just back out of my spot and get T-boned right out of class. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. So it just conditioned me to back into every spot. Plus, you look you classy know, as fuck. You're just, when you do the little whoosh and then the whoosh. <laughs> And plus, you put on your blink, and you're like, I'm going to go and fake you fuckers out. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll fully admit when I first started driving, no prior experience, obviously. I 
was so confused at the concept. I don't know why. It's so simple. But going in reverse and turning the wheel to go right or left mm. confused me so much. I was like, where am I going? How does a car work? How does car? Exactly. That was literally me. But grant you, I learned in an empty parking lot, so it helped a lot. Yeah. But I was whipping. I was whipping the whole time. And now I back into spots like a pro. I flex on people. You really should, too. Yeah, I'm like the only one at work that does. It's whatever. It, it, it's a sign of dominance. It, I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's like, I can do this. All of you are below me. If you had one takeaway from this podcast back into your spots that's all you gotta do that's all you gotta do but while you're on these trips going out into the unknown shout out to frozen right you can just tune into more episodes of the happy campers pod the get comfy podcast the get comfy game break and the get comfy lowdown if we add more shows i might die saying that whole line (laughs) (laughs) but we all we all go live 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. Yo, it's been G Scorch. Hope you've had a day. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube.